Okay. All right. We are we are uh, in the house. Oh my God! We are on. the music. We're here. It's almost like a Christmas carol. It is I almost mean, it makes gets me all fluttery inside. And you know what? He also gets me fluttery inside. What, John? When Sam isn't here. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. It's E Talk Repeat. Another happy Friday. And happy it's Friday, John yeah. Curtis, me, Ash Watkins. And we're missing our amigo, Sam. Yeah. yeah. Well, mi amigos. Um, Donde esta? Donde esta? Samuel. Okay. Oh, yeah, I know. It's okay. Uh-huh. You know what? He's probably at Durango chasing a crudo somewhere yeah. up at the new resort. Uh, well, he's, yeah, knowing him. Yeah, he's chasing something. <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. Yeah, okay. okay. All right. All right. Uh, we'll leave it at that. Um, rough week for Vegas, first oh, and foremost. Oh, God. Oh, it's just so terrible. It's terrible. But let's take this hour and, you know, bring some levity to things yeah. and let's talk about food, okay? Yeah, everybody has to eat in Everyone's spite of the tragedies. It's, uh, you know, it, it, it was terrible what happened to UNLV. And I have a lot of friends out there and I was really worried mm-hmm. a couple of days ago. But. Uh, I mean, crazy people. But uh, you know, what it are you is. gonna do? What are you gonna do? Crazy All right. People. Well, so, uh, but anyway, everyone has to, to cover. Eat. We have a lot to cover. Uh, Desert Companion Awards. That's eat. what I wanted to go to. We want to go right there. Yeah. Well, you don't have anything on eatinglv.com. Shameless plug for you. Thank you, eatinglv.com. I am working. <laughs> And it will be up before the end of the year on my 52 Essential Restaurants, the the thing I used to write a book about for 10 years. I am now doing on my website, it's, and I'm, I'm hard at work winnowing down about 75 restaurants to what I think of as the 52 essential restaurants, the ones, Ooh. yeah, and, and it's, it's kind of tough. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a blog. So, I mean, I can, I can have a list and then an honorable mention list and lists on lists and whatever, but I'm trying to sort of give everybody an idea what I think of the 52 best places to eat in Las Vegas. And then are you going to do like eight of just miss the cut, you know, yeah, round yeah, it yeah, out. Exa- exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honorable mention here, just miss the cut. I mean, for an example, I mean, just to digress, not only they have to get off the subject for a minute, yeah. uh, I mean, like, like I, I'm doing steakhouses, and, and, and uh, I'm going to mention two or three top-end steakhouses. But, I mean, you've also got to say, yeah, these are my three favorites. Or, yeah. But, you know, here's, here's seven more that are also fantastic. You okay? could do half your list on steakhouses. Exactly. Yeah, I could have 25 steakhouses. And yep. so it, that's when it gets hard. And, and Asian food is hard because, you know, there's so much good uh, Japanese food in town right now and, and Chinese food and Korean food. And it, it's, it's really tough to winnow it down to just maybe, you know, the best of the best. I was just talking to someone uh, recently about how you could spend your whole life eating only on Spring Mountain and never like feel like you made a dent no yeah, it's true because there's so much turnover there's all yeah. these new places coming up and there's just so much yeah. density when i i, I, I th- we've talked about this before about 10 years ago um what my office used to be out near spring mountain road i did a little thing on facebook and if you go back far enough where i actually walked the whole three miles of spring mountain road and took pictures of all all the restaurants and back then i counted about a Hundred and twelve, hundred and thirteen restaurants, and of which I said about half are really good. Now it's probably closer to two hundred restaurants now, at least one hundred and fifty. Still half good, or uh, well, you know, there's been a big influx. I know we're getting off the subject a big way here. A big influx of big Asian money with a lot of 
all you can eat dreck and you know yeah. you know super premium korean all you can eat shabu shabu <laughs> you know all that crap yeah. so uh and and that stuff where they they take plastic bags of cheap vietnamese farmed mm-hmm. seafood and, th- and douse it in butter and cayenne pepper and throw it on the table there's a bunch of those now uh you know the boba tea parlors and and the the dumb little dessert places dumb so little. yeah yeah well the, 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 i call them the asian teenager places i mean there are dozens of those i now. love one of them which it's one it's called like somi somi or something somi somi is okay i get it i get it 85 <sighs> degrees is oh one. i love that place. 85 and you know the gabi i mean like i say there's there's good ones but there's also about three or four dozen of them that are just, you know, all the stuff comes out of a box. It's not that good. And sometimes I think they threaten to swamp like the really, really fine restaurants that are coming out there. You know, places like Raku mm-hmm. and China Mama and places like that. So, uh, and I went to one I'll get to in a minute, but it's called Pallet Tea Lounge. Okay. Opened in the old Joyful House. We'll get to that in a bit. And I'll talk about that later in the show. All right. Well, let's get to the Desert Companion <clears throat> Restaurant awards. That was the big thing I was seeing all over your social media and restaurants and chefs around town. Twenty twenty three restaurant awards, and you did bar awards. But let's go through them. Let's go through them. Let me let me make sure I actually write some of these. I want to make sure that I get them all. I've got them. I got a list. Okay. okay. So all we've right. got <clears throat> restaurateur of the year, Penny Chutima of Lotus. Chutima. 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 Of Lotus of Siam. Yeah, great. Great delivery. Now, now, before we go any further, uh, unlike a lot of awards you see, we try to keep these really small. I mean, we, I've done these with uh, Desert Companion slash Nevada Public Radio going back to 1996. So, or 19, yeah, 1997, excuse me. And... um we don't, you know, we don't give out thirty awards. There's about, mm-hmm. there's usually about ten of them. It's and, focused, and we really try to, we choose them based upon a, a lot of discussion among food writers, not just crowd dork source stuff like yeah. you get off of Yelp. So yeah, Penny Chutima, restaurateur of the year, because she's done a great job of expanding the Lotus of Siam brand. Yep. You've got to give her props to that, and I, and and, and she's a one woman force of nature. So yeah. love Penny. I met her, lovely. Yeah. and <clears throat> I have to, st- I still have to get up to Red Rock and see that. New yeah. location. It's gorgeous. Barely new it's now, gorgeous. but yeah. Uh, fun fact, though, I ex- I still like the one on Flamingo better. I know. That's yeah, yeah, I, yeah, know. yeah. I, I think it's a little more authentic, a little less oh, white boy touristy like they're Red Rock. Red Rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, World Cuisine of the Year. I didn't know this was an award you guys gave out, but this year it went to Izakaya Go, and I uh, love it. Can I give you? Can I give you the 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 back? The real skinny folks on this one. So, if remember, I started handing out these awards when I was doing Food for Thought on NPR, KNPR, back in 1997. And for about the last 20 years, we've called them the Asian Restaurant of the Year. Oh, we originally called them the. Uh, I think we called them the Oriental Restaurant of the Year. You can't call that anymore. We're evolving, people. Oriental. We're evolving yeah, on this but, show. But for <clears throat> excuse me, for 10 years, it's been at least Asian Restaurant. So the editors wanted to sort of be a little more broad-based. I still like Asian Restaurant of the Year because I think our Asian food scene unto itself, the whole pan-Pacific from Korea to Vietnam and everything in between is so f- spectacular. But the editors, you know, they edit the, the magazine. They wanted to do, uh, what do they call it again, international cuisine? Yeah. Yeah, so that's the, I, I still like Asian. It's, oh, it's world cuisine. We're world cuisine. Yeah. Okay, to encompass more than just Asia. 
But it went to an Asian restaurant, and it went to one of our favorites, Izakaya Go, which oh, is spectacular. I love it. I think uh, I'm going to go one of these times. I'm going to make you go with me on a birthday and have uh, them do that disco party that they do. Oh, they do? Yeah, 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 yeah. You've been there, right? Yeah, 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 they start yeah. flickering the lights, yeah, and yeah, it's and, loud. And, and, the, and the, the staff starts singing and everything, and the sake's flowing. And I, I like to say about Izakaya Go, uh, you know, certain places like Kame and Yumi and Kabuto have better sushi. And, and maybe, uh, Ramen Sora or Manta Ramen has better noodle soups. Mm-hmm. And maybe some other place has better dumplings. But you put it all together and Izakaya Go just checks all the boxes. It, it's like an all-purpose Japanese restaurant at an incredibly gentle price point for spectacular Japanese food. High quality. Yeah. That's what I love about it. And, I mean, like you said, the menu is huge. And usually when you get a large menu, I start to recoil. I'm like, oh, this is not going to be good. But no. And then the fish is so great and fresh. And Gohashi is is a a fishmonger. So he brings in the best stuff. And, uh, you know, it's just it's a place you can go and just close your eyes and point on the menu. And stuff will come out. will just blow you away. So Izakaya Go World Cuisine. What's the next one? Rising star, Matt Meyer, Chef Matt Meyer, who well, – so this is a, a publishing problem, I guess, because yeah. I was reading it, and it talks about how great 138 Steakhouse is out in Henderson, which <laughs> I, as of last week and suddenly – closed. it was. It closed. <laughs> but he's still a great chef and trying to push and the envelope. Did, and he did a lot of good things out there. Mm-hmm. So you've got to give him props. And despite the fact that his restaurant didn't make it in Henderson – um, I think we're going to see more of the guy because uh, yeah. he because he knows his stuff. He, I think he's a chef's chef. He's got some interesting ideas. He'll land somewhere. So uh, props to him. Too bad it didn't work out in Henderson, but it's Henderson. It's Henderson, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hall of Fame restaurant, uh, yeah. Sen of Japan. This is the one I wanted to write, but uh, Jim Bakley, I think, snarfed it from me. Uh-huh. God damn you, Bakley. <laughs> but I love Sen of Japan. Now, Sen of Japan, you've got to give them credit because they were carrying the Japanese flame mm-hmm. at least a decade before people got on board with all this fantastic food we have in town. So Sen of Japan deserved the Hall of Fame award. And it's still really good. And a lot, again, it's sort of an Izakaya Go place. Mm-hmm. You can go there for sushi, sashimi, noodle soups, omakase. I mean, they do a, they, they, they basically toggle between all sorts of Japanese styles, but they do everything well. Yeah, I've got to get there. The strip restaurant of the year, Matteo's Ristorante Italiano. Yeah, yeah, I, that's one I did, right? Yeah. I think it's the great unsung Italian in town. Yeah, it he's is. been it, saying that on this show for a while. Fabulous pastas, incredible wine list, great service, kind of a cold decor. But once you get sit down in these really comfortable chairs, I mean, I think they just blow me away with their pastas. I think it's the most unique pasta restaurant in Las Vegas. Do they do lunch service? Yes, they do. They oh, are open. Why so, don't you ever go there for lunch? I do. And you've been invited, but you blow me off for things like <laughs> depositions and court appearances. Oh, sorry. I've got to work. Yeah, yeah. Because you have to earn a living. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. Must be okay. nice. Yeah, but Mateo's wonderful restaurant. I mean, it's it's in the Venetian Palazzo, but it's it's worth a special trip, folks, for lunch or dinner. Okay. Pastry chef of the year. Ah. Sebastian Polycarp. Had Did one, I pronounce that yeah, right? That's yeah, that's right. Okay. 1228 Maine. Yeah. I wrote that one too. I, uh, never a more deserving recipient than Sebastian because 
1228 Main and Sebastian just, just reset the baking paradigm for Las Vegas, downtown Las Vegas. And the most telling thing <laughs> is when you walk in there, you actually just feel like you're eating in a pastry chef's kitchen. Yeah. It's yeah. not really a, a chef that's trying to make do with the space that was an afterthought. Right. The restaurant almost feels like an afterthought to the bakery, right. which is and, great. And and they, they have it all laid out right there. Yep. You watch you it just, all. You can watch them rolling out breads and decorating cakes and making croissant right Croissant. Croissant. One time I went and I ordered a croissant, croissant. and they said it wasn't ready. That it was in the oven. Oh, and yeah. I sat there and stared yeah, and just waited. Until, yeah, until it comes out. Yeah, Sebastian Polycarp pastry chef of the year very deserving love the guy excellence in service and management barry's downtown prime this one kind of threw me but again i haven't been there in probably over a year this is one was uh, there disagreement let's just say it was a hotly contested category okay if you which side are you on barry's or something else I was not against berries, but I thought that's um, politically. That's what I, I say. You know, it. I, I mean, it was. Let's say I get outvoted, but not because I don't like berries. I thought some other worthy candidates like okay, uh, like what uh, Golden Steer. Ooh, for what they've done. Um, I uh, there's one. I I think I think uh, Esther's Kitchen does incredible has incredible mm-hmm. service. What they do uh, last year, I think we gave it to Al Salito Posto. Okay, you know, and I I was uh, so berries to me. Great, but um, I don't know. I just I don't I don't want to. No, I, I can't badmouth it. It was great. It was it was an, a unanimous vote. I'm just thinking, saying it was a lot of discussion about who deserved it because there we could have given it to about ten different restaurants. You know what? I just okay. So I'll finish the list, but I realize you guys don't do like steakhouse of the year or something. But but again, we we have we're trying for, to keep it narrow for twenty okay. years. We have resisted mightily the you know the uh, uh, category inflation because I, I think the more you inflate the uh, the different uh, the recipients, the more you water down the awards. Do you think Peter Luger is going to find its way on this list next year, or you think it's no, probably never? Okay, no. it doesn't have enough of a local stamp behind it. I Got mean, it. As much as I love Peter Luger's, it's it's still sort of a, an offshoot of a New York City restaurant, and we we try to give it to places like Berries. And Esther's Kitchen and 1228 that are really homegrown restaurants. I love it. Okay, new restaurant of the year, Naxos Taverna, which you've <laughs> raved about, this new great, uh, Greek spot up at Red Rock. Another hotly contested. Really? Uh, oh, yeah. We have a lot of discussion about what are, this. What are the other ones that have opened? That, you, you, know, I mean, I, you know, I can't draw. 1228 them. opened. Basilico. Uh, Basilico was there. 138 uh, Steakhouse. Well, I guess uh, <laughs> good thing you didn't give it to <laughs> that. that. I mean, but yeah, but I mean, there were a lot of it was a, it was a lot of worthy contenders. That's a sure. good problem for us to have here in Vegas. Yeah, I mean, people were. I mean, and I love Naxos, and I think they've reset a paradigm for Greek food. You know, and they take what they do at Elia Authentic Greek Taverna, mm-hmm. and just with a little more money, a little more splash and sexiness, really expanded that and and gave the west side of Las Vegas something it doesn't have. I mean, Italian restaurants are a dime a dozen. Yeah. But how many good Greek restaurants in town? You know, like true. a handful. And so. most of them are chains, actually. Yeah, most of them are chains. But, but, um, so we love Naxos. Chef of the Year, James Trees. I'll let you talk about that. I wrote that one. Yeah, I, I you know, I even though I'm a millennial, I read all of the words you wrote. Really? Yeah, Over 100, 240 characters? Are you Look proud at you. They're all grown up. <laughs> Clap, applause, everyone. Um, I agree with this. I love what he's doing down here with not just resting on his laurels of Esther's Kitchen. Oh, yeah. He went up to Al Salito Posto, you know, really trying to turn what's going on 
at Tivoli Village. Now he's taking esters and he's going to put it into a space that's three times the size. Right. Uh, and that, open a French place. Yeah, the brasserie that they're putting up yeah. the street on Main. I mean, I really think he's not just a chef of the year. He's really like pushing the whole industry for everyone. So Yeah, you know, he could have been restaurateur of the year too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But um, I think of Penny more as a restaurateur Agreed. who has taken what has was has been arguably the most famous Las Vegas restaurant brand, Lotus yes. of Siam, and expanded it successfully and weathered a lot of. You remember yeah. they had the, you know, the, both COVID. They had a flood. They have. I mean, they've, they've come out of everything smelling like a rose. So I thought it was it was great to to recognize James because he is a real powerhouse in our Las Vegas restaurant scene, and and to go from taking a huge gamble on downtown just four years ago to now basically going to be running a, a restaurant empire of like six restaurants is really something. Yeah, I, I love having him in our neighborhood. It's great. Yeah. A restaurant of the year is Azura Italiana. Have you been? No. and we, Why not? Henderson. Uh-huh. Um, we talked about this before I think it opened, and you've been since, but it has this pedigree of Britalian, which right. was a restaurant. Was that in Henderson also? That, that was just down okay. the street from where this place is, yeah. And yeah. apparently Azura has a menu that is 90% the same as Britalian, but it's fabulous. You know, I, I went to Britalian multiple times, and I've only been to Azura once. I noticed some similarities, yeah. yeah, but I didn't notice it being identical. But again, yeah. Britannia's been out of business for three years, so I, I, I don't I don't remember. Britannia, I don't think, survived COVID. I think it may have even closed pre-COVID. So, uh, but Azura is resetting things in downtown Henderson. Okay. That's why we, we, you know, a lot of props for that, because to take that kind of gamble in a restaurant wasteland of Water Street in Henderson and put this just jewel box of a modern Italian restaurant there and just be so well-received, I think, really is a very bold move that deserved accolades. And I think that's why uh, it was voted Restaurant of the Year. I read that there's a line of people basically waiting to get in. Yeah, it only seats like 36 people. And so there's like a bar with six seats or maybe eight and then 35, 36 seats, and that's it. Couldn't some of them go to 138 and kept <laughs> <laughs> Spread the wealth, people. Send, send a bus over there and pick a few up. Um, well, 138's problems had to do with you know, yeah, something else. Money, um, money you know, and partnership shit and all and that crap. So I love the awards. I think all of those winners are, you know, they make sense. A few, I mean, the Barry's downtown is just a question mark, but I haven't been there, so I can't really question it. Then you have the Bar Awards, and I'll just run through them quickly. Cocktail Lounge, Chandelier in Cosmo, Best Beer uh, Bar, The Silver Stamp. I adore that place. Yeah. Uh, Best Wine Bar, Garagiste. Love everything they do. Best Sports Bar, Sporting Life Bar. Yeah, you know, okay. I don't know that one, so... Yeah. Now, now, okay, now the gloves are coming off. Uh oh. Okay. I mean, I was, I'm happy to give, you know, recognition to bars, but I was like, Chandelier Bar in yeah. the in the fucking Aria Cos- or Cosmo, Cosmo yeah. or whatever. It's been there for what you know, twelve years. I, I mean, know. I mean, it, it, I'm sorry. I mean, I mean, I I parted company with my fellow writers and the editors on this one, and I went. Really? Because you just, we have to talk about, uh, of the, the, the 
a casino bar. Yeah. You know what what I mean? would you give? Just bar. Well, cocktail first, lounge. It would be a. Let's just say it would, it would be a cocktail forward, locally owned cocktail lounge. Okay. Yeah. It would be a. It, it would be a place like the Sand Dollar Lounge. Yeah. Or or yeah. Golden Tiki or. Or uh, you know, dive tiki, Frankie's, or yep. or uh, Jammy Land downtown, oh. or places like that. Okay, to, I mean, this is where I, I looked at these, and I just, I literally, yeah. I just, I just begged off the, the the whole discussion. I said, "You're all doing your own thing on that one." I mean, obviously, we, I love Silver Stamp. I'm the world's biggest cheerleader for Garage East. So some of them they got, but some of them I think it was just throwing bones out to uh, people that don't really deserve it. All right. Oof. So. So and then there's hot best take, folks. I know. Hot take. Best theme bar is Golden Tiki, and best new bar Triple Down. Again, I a lot of these I don't triple know. Triple Down is in the punk rock. I mean, again, it's just you know people people who want to celebrate these. Uh, don't get me started. Don't. I'm not. I, let's let's be nice. Today. I know. We, I know. I know. We don't have Sam. Let's celebrate. Yeah, I know. I'm just. I mean, I I like people to raise their game. Not not you know. Anyway. This I will say I agree the best bar awards doesn't really fit to what you described you're trying to do with the restaurant yeah. awards where focus on local centric restaurants that are not right. just a chain or something like well, that. Well, you so. know, it, it, yeah, I, I think it was yeah, it, I didn't I didn't agree with it. I mean, I, I I agree with some of the winners and you know, um and if they fire me from doing these awards even though I invented them and have been doing them for 27 <laughs> years, so be it. <laughs> Should we can we fire we yeah. might fire you from the show. Yeah, you could like <laughs> fire me, you know. At, at my age I don't care at this point. You're like I don't get paid yeah, enough for yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> let's take a quick break and then we'll come back. We'll do a quick rundown on some of the food news you can use and where you've been this week. And, How about uh, that? And the return of Mario Batali. And the return of Mario Batali. Yeah, we should do talk about that. I, I, want your, I want the Ash Watkins hot take on that one. I haven't heard about this, so I'm excited. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, you gotta put the ears on, John. Okay, there you go. I'm back. Raring to go. Ready and raring. Okay. Round two. Ding ding. Okay. Round two. Okay, ding ding. <laughs> All right. And I know I'm a little tiny critical of the of our Desert Companion Awards, just the, the ones I disagreed with. But it was uh, you know we voted and I mean. But you can be critical of yourself. I yeah. mean, it's your own entity, so yeah. Well, I'm sure course. there's people who vote on the Oscars who go, I can't believe they gave it to that damn <laughs> dumbass movie, right? But um, not Eater Awards. Though. Oh, the Eater oh. Awards. I mean, the Desert Companion Awards are, are like are like the Oscars compared to the schlubby shit that Eater throws out there. Did you see what they no. did? Oh, oh my God. gosh. This right. is like the Rotten Tomatoes or whatever awards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let me, let me, hold on. Let me show you. Here they are. Okay. I mean, best new on-strip restaurant, Stanton Social Prime. Oh, at, um, at Caesars. Caesars Palace. I mean, an offshoot of a... Of a, it's of another a supper club. Bar, supper, yeah, I mean, I mean, really, eaters because you just got comp there for a meal. Come on, <laughs> you, we know that's the truth. Okay. okay? Uh, then, best new off-strip restaurant. One I agreed with here. Ooh. We didn't have a chance. We didn't consider this one for the Desert Companion Awards because it, it's a printed magazine. 
along with being a website. So, I mean, our run-up to it, we had to be voting on these things back in August and September yeah. to go to print in late October to come so out. So this on, is a newcomer. Yeah, so the newcomer, they gave it to a fine company, the the, the Roy Elmar's place oh, up in downtown yes. Summerlin. Yep. Okay, and that's worthy as a okay. new restaurant it's very worthy i okay. think i think uh i mean i you know we we uh we looked at naxos as being mm-hmm. newer and more established because it was and had a lo- longer run-up i mean you could say it's even pr- premature to give it to a new restaurant that's been open like a month yeah but still roy lmr fine company is worthy but then it gets like uh then it gets really stupid. Yes. Retro by Voltaggio. Stop. I mean, give me we a break. We did like a whole show just shitting oh, on that. Oh, my God. And I, you know how many people <laughs> sent me pictures saying, this is crap yeah. from the word go. Yeah, okay? it's like SpaghettiOs. Yeah, I mean, you know, because these top shelf stars, you know, do a pop-up best chef residency or pop-up. I mean, it's like they have to invent a category so they can shoehorn in some celebrity chef that nobody really likes, but again, probably gave them some free meals or some props at some point, you know? Yeah, nostalgia works in, I think, like clothing and movies but and music, but yeah. not with food. But I not mean, with SpaghettiOs. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> wants to see SpaghettiOs. Yeah. I mean, you know, we Come don't... On. Want, so, um, then, best new bar. Okay, this this... This gets me to Liquid Diet, which apparently is in an alleyway downtown here somewhere. No I mean, clue. I, I, no clue. Uh, to, to the, it, they feature a pico de gallo michelada. Whoa. <laughs> Man, chef. With tomato water. Oh, my head blown. Okay. Okay. Uh, unshakable obsession with making really good cocktails. I, again, you know, in the Gateway District, I think it's down around here somewhere. It's just one of these things that smacks of, hey, they invited the writer in. You know, they gave him the big schmooze yeah. fest. Okay, give us an award. Okay, we'll invent an award for you. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then. Someone invent an award for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you would get. I would give you best vibes. Here's, Ooh, the, here's one of their things. Okay. I want the best vibey award. Okay. <laughs> best vibes. Cantina Tequila. Um. A uh, a Tau Group offshoot by an Italian chef, Mark Marin, who does uh, Marone. That, that gets best vibes. Best vibes, because, you know, we've got to throw a bone to Marone here. Yeah. Okay, it's just, you know, it's like another corporate restaurant. I mean, it's all, all this is corporate shit for the yep. most part, with the exception of, uh, uh, I mean, uh, the, the Liquid Diet, I think, is a small place. Uh, Fine Company is a Lev Group, so that's mm-hmm. a big one. But the other ones are just big corporate blowjobs, okay? And I mean, and, they do that. Okay. They do their like lists on lists and of lists. And yeah. whenever I look at it, it's like best burger. They'll do like Holsteins or whatever. Oh, and yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, oh. huh? yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. They just do st- like black code burger barcode and i go no yeah sometimes it's like that's not even the best burger in that hotel hotel. yes right (laughs) exactly (laughs) you know there's like like 50 Uh, better ones yeah so uh cantina tequila a towel group you know no this is just like one big you know we can't stress enough don't trust either yeah yeah i mean you know at her worst though she's better than the old gal i do like jenna carell i mean at least she's trying hard but again it's so Dominated by by corporate public relations and well, press it's releases. Clickbaity. Yeah, clickbaity and this press releases. Yep. You know, best new bar, best new vibes. I mean, give me a fucking break. Okay, so enough of that. Um, let's talk about food news you can use. Okay, let's do it. So, uh, 
Half Bird Chicken and Beer closed its Chinatown location <laughs> and is now solely relying on Henderson. You want to hear this story? Yeah, you've got a story about I've it? Got okay. a, I've, got, I've got a story. I mean, you know, that's why yeah. you listen to us, folks, because yeah. occasionally we have scoops that other people don't have. <laughs> So, you know, the food gal used to sell billboards Yes. for Lamar Outdoor Advertising. Yes. Did it for like 10 years yep. uh, and has clients, you know, on, you, you show me a billboard. She knows something about mm-hmm. that billboard all, all over town. And um, she was uh, she quit a couple months ago, but about three or four months ago uh, and, and some billboards, some people in the restaurant world contact her because they know she's my wife and she tries to give good deals. Yep. So she got contacted by the half bird people about a billboard and they said they were expanding to Henderson. And I remember she came home that, that night and told me, did you know half bird is expanding to Henderson? This is like four months ago. Right. And I went big mistake. (laughs) And she goes, yeah, but they're, but they told me they're keeping the, uh, the spring mountain road one open again. We're in December. This was like August, September, like in September, but they're keeping that one open, and she was talking to them about maybe doing a billboard on Spring Mountain Road and yeah. one in Henderson. But so she quits her job. She recently just retired, uh, turned the account over to somebody else. But she got the before she quit, she got the whole view of the new place way out in Henderson. Yeah, I mean, this is like out. In Black Mountain area. It was way out there south. She said it's like a giant sports bar with TVs everywhere. But they were. She was told repeatedly, but we're keeping the place open in on, on Spring Mountain Road. So. We're in Spain, you know, yeah. this is like yeah, yeah. three weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, and it's like, with like three days notice, they announced we're closing the one on Spring Mountain Road and moving to Henderson, where, and, which, which I'm sure will be a big success, because we all know how Henderson really loves to support independently run restaurants. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, the, the damn place on, on Spring Mountain Road didn't make it one year. It's one struggled. Year. Yeah. It, it was open. I, 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 when I got the news, I looked it up because I looked up when I first tweeted about it. Yeah. It opened, I think, November 15th, 2022. So Oof. it literally made it like one year. Plus a and, month. And then they closed the doors, but they're going to move to Henderson with the same concept. And God bless them. I hope they make it. I but, do too. I just don't. I'm, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't I'm put any of my money on it. Here's, I read something where the chef's like, well, we miscalculated. It's a family. How much, like, it's a family oriented spot and spring mountain roads just not going to draw families down there and they didn't think about that before they opened right okay and then i'm thinking what about henderson families do you think is going to and these are the items and ingredients on their menu kewpie mayo yeah green curry ranch sweet miso barbecue scallion ginger togarashi rolls japanese milk bread uh mac and cheese with spam and furikake do you think Henderson families yeah. are going for I, that? And it's expensive. When I see that, that just screams anthem to me, doesn't it? Anth- anthem. Yeah. <laughs> anthem. It's, it, it's, look, no, none of these restaurateurs ever talk to me until after they fall on their face. But, but, but um, yeah, it's a mistake. I'm rooting for them because I actually I'm thought they had, I love I, Brian I know. I love the food, too. I just... I thought the food was good. I have friends who disagreed with me about the, whether the food was good. Uh, but, you know, I have loved Sparrow and Wolf. I mean, it's just a, it's a wonderful restaurant. I think Brian Howard is a very talented chef, but I think he may be barking up the wrong tree here. But um, we'll see. So let's just run through some other quick Brazewood Barbecue in the Arts District. It's closing this location or has closed this location, opening a new concept as Kick-Ass Tacos on Rainbow and 215. Yeah. Well, do you want to hear that story? 
Ooh, okay. See, more inside scoop. Gosh, I didn't, hey, folks, you came prepared yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I got, I got the okay. insides skinny. Um, oh, thank God I do this show. <laughs> did you know that the uh, next door to Braisewood was hideout? Yeah, hideout right. horse trailer hideaway horse tra- or something. Yeah, horse trailer hideaway. Do you know they got a an, a restraining order against the owner of Braisewood because. There was so much bad blood and harassment between the two companies, the, which are literally like <laughs> right next door, five feet apart. Exactly. Exactly. They, apparently, there was just some real, real drama going on between the two of them. And uh, so I was told on kind of on the QT, you know, not uh, given some details, but I'm not going to say any more than that. And um he had he was wildly eccentric. His hours were very uncertain. He never knew when he was open, when he wasn't. Um, I ate there a couple times, liked the food, but always thought it had a really weird vibe about the place. Weird vibe. Yeah, it looked like nobody wanted to be there or something. And so, uh, and then I I got this story about the restraining order and everything. And so you're like, it kind of just all fits. Yeah, it all fits. They had yeah. one of the best burgers ever, and yeah. I'm gonna miss that. But- His pozzoli was spectacular. Yeah. Yeah, so so a lot of drama there, but not surprised that Braisewood flamed out on South Main Street. Yukon Pizza over in the Huntridge area is celebrating its one year in that brick-and-mortar location. Uh, This Saturday from noon to 10 p.m., they're celebrating their anniversary, and I think they're doing, like, dollar slices, other food stuff, raffles, fun fun shit. Love Yukon. Winnie and Ethel's next door. So uh, they're doing dinner now. No. Yes. Already? See, look, I got news See? for you. Oh, wow. Okay, she scoops me, folks. Yeah. Okay. Once yeah. in a blue moon, <laughs> even a blind dog finds a bone. Okay. Uh, wh- this Wednesday, they started doing dinner service. So Wednesday to Saturday, they're uh, open till 10 p.m., and they're doing some dinner entrees. I, I like, think that's kind of premature. I, it's, I don't think they've, they've got their sea legs yet. They, I, 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 you know... But they're doing Salisbury steak, like chicken cordon bleu, yeah. <laughs> meatloaf. I, like I, lo- I love the place. I do too. And I took my um, my son there. I was still getting over this cold, which is still hanging around. But uh, like three or four days after Thanksgiving, I think it was a Sunday, and it was jammed. The place was just full. I mean, it yeah. was it was walk- about ten thirty in the morning Sunday. It was just wall to wall with people coming in. Uh, so good on them, uh, but. Uh, I always I, I thought they were going to just you know I'm not even sure they've had a grand opening yet. Yeah, they did. Oh, they did. That might have okay. been this Sunday or so. it might have. Okay. I think it was this past weekend. But. All right. Well, I just uh, you know these sometimes they, they their reach exceeds their grasp. Uh, g- good luck. You're so nervous. I it's know. I always, no, I like it when they take it slow. You know because so many places overreach and then then, then they disappoint yeah. and, and then people get they get a bad yeah. reputation and yeah. people don't go back and, and then next thing you know they're closed yeah one star Yelp yeah. reviews why go there anymore yeah. because of that and sometimes you I mean I, I hate to always give props to James Trees but he did it right yeah he came took it real slow built up his business COVID hit and he kept taking it slow and just created a juggernaut without uh, without overextending himself. And I think that's the, my biggest fear, especially when I like a place, that they're going to do go too far too fast. I think this place has got it. I'm giving positive vibes. I'm going to be the yeah. vibe winner over here. All right, but, okay, okay yeah. that's all I got, really, for news. Well, uh, you've got... What's Mario Batali. Yeah, what is it? Did you know that he's, he's making a comeback now? He's doing Zoom YouTube cooking videos or oh, something. No. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. They wrote about it in Bon Appetit website uh, just today or yesterday. 
And, you know, then they have to, of course, go through the entire litany of everything he went through in 2017 and 18, you know, going back to, you know, with all the allegations in the in the late night parties and the groping and the people accused him of crimes, none of which got. Yeah, so standard industry stuff that was... Yeah, yeah. suddenly he got... Look, Mario Batali misbehaved on a regular basis in in, in grotesque ways. Oh, you know, for years. He got away with murder for years. Yeah, a lot of people did. With bad behavior. And so getting him called on it is one thing, whether he should be canceled any more than anybody else. But he's coming back. He's going to do cooking videos. Does he still wear his orange Crocs? I did not... Don't know that. (laughs) I I, I do know people who know him really well... uh, who say he he did he has lost like eighty pounds, so it's almost like you don't recognize him. Wow! I, I didn't I haven't seen the videos yet. The other thing, but in the in the article, they talk about him. You know, he I mean he was the king of New York City yeah. for about fifteen years, and they said he said fuck New York City. He's done with it. He said I I wish them all well, but he well, New York City was not kind to him, and he's he lives in Michigan. He's going to do this stuff remotely on YouTube or Good. whatever he's doing, and. So Mario Batali, and in spite of all his flaws, which he shares with many entertainers and chefs, yeah. <laughs> and lawyers and, and podcasters, yeah. <laughs> uh, he is a hell of a cook, yeah, and a hell of a cooking teacher. Mm-hmm. So you might be able to learn something from the check out Mario Batali, and if you hate him for things he did do or you think he did, then that's a, that's you know, on you. I'm uh, I'm yeah. all about second chances, and you know if you do your time and. You know, yeah. you do the crime, do the time, and then move yeah. on. Yeah. And and he's been really out of the public eye now so, for at least three years, you know, yeah, three four years. So um, okay, I support it. I'll have to yeah, check out the, the videos. So, um, well, Tali coming back, and uh, that's kind of what I've got this week. Um, where did I, let's do some? Uh, where have you been, John? Oh yeah, we haven't talked about that. We haven't okay. done. I know okay. we're getting a little long, but here I'll uh, run through mine while you think quick, of okay. yours. Um, I went to Esther's. They've got a new Cubano sandwich, very good. Not traditional. They do it on focaccia and some. Their pork is a little sweeter, but very good. Twelve twenty eight Maine is accommodating my bullshit at lunch because I don't like to eat like carbs. So they'll do protein style burgers or like. Deconstructed chicken sandwiches. So, do you ask to speak to the manager? No, I just I apologize in advance. I go, I know I'm an asshole, but um, I love this place. And so, um, stray pirate. This, I know, dog pirate tiki bar over on Commerce. Yeah, Commerce. It just opened. Really cool downtown here. Yeah, in the Arts District. It's. Got an incredible build out into where like Cerveza, the beer places over around that? the corner, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, on yeah, Commerce, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's just a handful of different tiki drinks. No TVs in the place. They have monitors like in portholes where you see fish going by on these. That's screens. cool. It's a really really cool yeah, bar. Yeah. It gets packed. Um, oh. Yeah, I'll have to post some photos. Yeah, uh, went to Shaolong Dumpling. Yeah, well, you're a good place. Love yeah, it. Yeah, um, that was great. The but food's be, there. I don't like the, I don't like the interior build out. Oh, of it, that. It's, it's just, it's, it's, it's just a. It feels like it feels like you're in a in a, in a, in a supermarket or right. something in there. It's, it's, it's lighting is terrible. It's got it's a charm free environment. Exactly. <laughs> um, they put the giant statue of a dumpling and called yeah. it good. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. But the food is great. So the food is good. but I'll, I'll one up you on that. Okay. Just down the street. Uh, same side of the street, just opened like two weeks ago, Pallet Tea Lounge. Pallet, okay. Pallet as in painting palette, not mm-hmm. taste palette. And uh, went there, I think it opened exactly two weeks ago. It's a Bay Area, a Koi Group uh, offshoot 
uh, well, as those of you who like dim sum in the Bay Area know that those places tend to be like a cut above what mm-hmm. we're used to down here with their dim sum. I mean, just a little chefier, a little finer, a little more decorated yeah. and all that. And this place, I, I ordered the food gallon I went, we ordered about eight things. Uh, for a quick lunch, a service was fantastic. The the manager came over and talked. I mean, we were the only round guys in the place too. Wow! And uh, but I was I went, man. This is this is uh, Northern California Bay Area dim sum. He goes, that's where we're from. Oh <laughs> yeah. wow! And then he says, yeah, we're from the Bay. I think Oakland okay. and, and Alameda. I don't know. They, they, they've got several places up there. Kind of blew me away. So in. Um, I'm going to go back, but um, I, I might be pronouncing it the best dim sum <gasps> on Spring Mountain Road. Will you yeah. invite me? Of course. Yeah, open for lunch. Go early. Don't go on a weekend. We tried to go one day on a Saturday. It was jammed. So we went like Tuesday at 1130 in the morning. It was busy, but they sat us right down. Okay. You order uh, no carts. You order off a menu. I prefer that. Yeah, and you just check off the menu. and But the staff was super nice and uh, some of the, you can look on my, um, on Instagram, I posted on, at John Curtis on Instagram. And it's really, really pretty little dim sum. Okay. And like, uh, uh, better than you're used to, your standard issue dim That's sum. That's a gem. It sounds yeah. like it. Palette Tea Lounge on Spring Mountain Road. Then went to a couple old favorites, eight ounce, yep. a Korean with our, our good friends Pearl and Ray. They're always fun to go there. And we just, a meat fest of just a smoke and I could pork smell rib. it yeah, you could, through your post. Yeah, you get to the Calbee. I'm drenched yeah. with Calbee smoke and all the Bonchons, so love eight ounce. Ran into Las Vegas Phil there. Shout out oh, to Las okay. Vegas Phil. Love him. Yeah, and he knows and he knows his Asian food. And uh what's the other place I went to? Oh, Shanghai Dumpling. Ooh, Shanghai taste. taste. Right across from yeah. your place. So much smaller. Yep. Much smaller. I mean Long Dumpling is big. Uh, I mean uh Shanghai Taste has like I think twenty five seats in it. Yep. But yeah, we sat at the window and watched the ladies making the dumplings. Exquisite stuff. Okay, great. So, so. Did you get up to Durango? Not yet. yet, not yet. You going this weekend? Well, on on Friday night, I'm getting. Uh, I'm going to the new steakhouse at the Fontainebleau, <gasps> like a week Ooh, before it opens. Yeah, a few days you. before it opens. So Gosh, yeah, I'm just so, a peasant over here. I know. Yeah. Well, yeah. You I got to know people. You can kiss my and the hem the of my garments. <laughs> you know when I leave. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> you have a pet peeve or anything? You know, not pe- no pet peeves this week. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm, my pet peeve is this damn cold that I thought I was over with on Thanksgiving week is hanging around. So I don't know what it is, folks, but it'll, it'll, it'll be this little naggy little cough that will last for weeks. Yeah. So screw you, Mother Nature. <laughs> <laughs> you show it, John. You're just not drinking enough. I, maybe. So that's what yeah. I always think. Yeah, but uh, it's been a good week. I'm back in the saddle again. And between Fontainebleau opening and Durango Station and new stuff on Spring Mountain Road and new stuff down Town. Yeah. Vegas is cooking, baby. Really? Yeah, it really it's like, is. 2024 is going to keep it, us busy. It is going to keep us busy. Chasing this, food. I think this is this, this town, we're, we're entering another golden age of life. You Vegas feel that, planning. don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've been through them all. The one from the early, the mid-90s to the early 2000s, and I think this is the next big all one right, right now. You heard it here first, guys. Okay. All right. Well, this was fun, John. A lot of fun. Bon appetit, let's, everybody. Let's see. It. Okay. And good night, Canada.